AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you ready to get hype? Hello and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike, a.k.a. Mike D. Today I want to talk about the best moments in Marvel movies where we all collectively cheered. All of the fun, pivotal moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I have that list for you in the movie review. We'll be talking about the new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange, Into the Multiverse of Madness. And then in the trailer park, we got the first look at the Weird Al biopic parody movie coming out on Roku, which is interesting. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Thanks for being here on a Monday. Shout out to the Monday Morning Movie Crew. You guys already know what it is. Let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. There are now 28 Marvel movies with Doctor Strange coming out this weekend. And I think in every single Marvel movie, there's a moment that I look forward to. And it's that moment that you get so excited because something amazing is happening, something pivotal, or there's been so much struggle throughout the entire movie. It's that first moment of gratification of like, yes, it's finally happening. That is what I look for. That is the excitement I go into a Marvel film expecting. And that's why I think these movies are so successful when they deliver that moment. When we go watch these movies in theaters, we all collectively cheer Marvel movies, when done right, I feel like it's a good sporting event. Like, that's always just what I compare them to because there's no other movie universe that can create moments like this. So I feel like this is very unique to Marvel. And these are all moments where I felt like we all either got up in our seats, cheered, clapping is even acceptable in these moments. 
and I have 10 of them for you. I didn't really rank them in any order of significance. I kind of just grouped them together movie by movie and starting off with the ones that I think when I put this question out online, the most of you replied to and said these were your favorites. And also before I get into this, I know this is a spoiler-free podcast, but obviously when talking about some of these moments, if you haven't seen these movies, they could be considered a spoiler because some of them do come at the endings of these movies. So I'll say the title of the movie before I get into it. So if you wanna skip ahead on that because you haven't seen those movies. But I also feel like these movies have been out for so long and they've been referenced in all other Marvel projects. So Marvel kind of spoils them by putting these events in trailers or other movies down the line. So just wanted to give you a warning. And I will get into some from Spider-Man No Way Home, but I'll save that for the very end because that is still a relatively really new movie. But let's get into it now, and I want to start with Avengers Endgame. I think this is the one you guys wrote in about the most because it is the entire phase one through three being put to an end, and there are obviously a lot of loose ends to tie up in this movie, and it being a three-hour movie, it's really an investment, but there are so many big cheerable moments that come in that final scene that final battle, and I think that's where I have to start. So the first one being where everybody returned and came through that portal. And I think the great thing about this, when you watch it for the first time, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to win. You don't know where all these characters have been. And then when that opens up and they all come through, it is a chilling moment. On your left. And that only leads us to our next big cheerable moment in that same fight scene. And it's when Captain America says the famous line. Avengers! Assemble. One of the biggest hype moments in any movie I've ever seen. And kicks off one of the best fight sequences. And also leads us to this other one that I think was the one you sent in the most. And it was because it had always been alluded to and referenced in other movies. But when Captain America finally takes Thor's hammer, the crowd, I just remember how it erupted. Everybody cheered at this moment. People lost their minds because of this. And I felt something inside of me like burst. I thought I was going to hyperventilate or something. What a great moment. And then the last one I want to talk about from Avengers Endgame is one I think we all cheered in the moment but didn't realize what was going to happen afterwards. And it's when Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, finally gets control of the Infinity Gauntlet. And even though it's actually a really sad scene, the moment where he gains control and says his famous line that kind of brings it all full circle was... What I felt this entire Infinity Saga was leading up to, it started with Iron Man, it ended with Iron Man in the perfect kind of way. I am inevitable. And I 
I literally get chills listening back to that. And I'm not even joking about that. I just remember watching these movies and how much of an unstoppable force that Thanos was that nobody could stop him. Even in this movie where you thought he was going to be defeated so early on and it came back even stronger, you didn't really see a way where they were going to actually beat him. And when he's finally outsmarted and it's Iron Man who has done this to him, I couldn't ask for anything better in that moment. So that is it for Avengers Endgame in those moments. And we'll just keep it in the Avengers category now and start back at the original one that came out back in 2012. And even though I have one that came before this movie, I kind of feel like this is where all those moments really started. This is where Marvel really got its identity. And it was when we saw all the first original Avengers assemble for the first time. But before that, one of my favorite movie quotes and movie moments is whenever Bruce Banner first turns into the Hulk. And it was something we'd been waiting for the entire movie. I just love the Incredible Hulk as a character. I think he gets a bad shake when it comes to his solo movies. The one from the 2000s was utterly terrible. I don't think the Incredible Hulk movie is as bad as people remember. I wish they would have had the cast and identity of what Marvel is back when they made that movie. But I just love the character so much. I think there's still some good in that one. But being able to see Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner finally turn into the Hulk for the first time and revealing that it's been inside him the entire time. I think we all cheered in that moment. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. So then you see him turn into the Incredible Hulk, and for the first time, it's all six Avengers. They're all back to back to back, and the camera just kind of swoops around them. And out of all the Marvel movies, this was like the first real iconic moment. And then just moments after that, there's a scene which I feel I hold as the standard in every single Marvel movie whenever they're finally able to defeat the villain. I felt like it took Marvel quite a while to find some memorable villains between Loki and Thanos. Sometimes you kind of just forget who is the bad guy in some of these movies because they just come out so often. Between Loki, Thanos, and Killmonger, I feel like a lot of the other villains are just a little bit forgettable. And I feel like in Marvel movies, there's just so much momentum going and usually everything goes wrong up until that third act. There's always this big heroic moment where they're finally able to triumph, stop the evil plan, defeat the villain. And if I don't get that moment of like, yes, in a Marvel movie, I feel like it was a little bit of a waste of time because I go expecting this roller coaster. I go expecting the big finale, the big bright ball of fire. That's what I want from a Marvel movie. And if that's a little bit lackluster, I feel a little bit disappointed. But this was one of the first times I remember feeling that because Loki had been such a nasty, tricky villain in this. And you really just hated him by the end of it. And you almost think there's going to be something a little bit more poise or something more articulate in the way they take him down. But it just goes and follows out with the Incredible Hulk just smashing him. And it was perfect. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. 
And I think it's because it was just so unexpected. Just right out of nowhere, he just grabs him and smashes him. Classic Hulk smash. Those are the moments I love, and I feel like that feeling hasn't been replicated the same way. Next up, we'll talk about cheerable moments from Avengers Infinity War, which I still think is the best Avengers movie out of all of them. And it's because even though Endgame had all the cheerable moments we talked about before and everything being wrapped up, I felt like it couldn't have got there without the groundwork made in Infinity War. I feel like those two movies are almost just one big movie, just kind of split into two. But I feel all the real action and character development and real struggles happen in Infinity War. And on its own, it is the better movie. And it all goes back to Thanos being this unstoppable, as he says it, inevitable villain that you just want to see them beat him so bad. And I really just love the relationship of Thor and his hate for Thanos and seeing this kind of fire ignited in Thor in this movie, which I felt like this is really when his character started to shine and where he started to become one of my favorite Marvel characters. And the moment when Thor and some of the other Guardians of the Galaxy show up in Wakanda, he brings his axe and he is there claiming that he wants Thanos. Nothing better than a ticked off Thor. And Chris Hemsworth plays that so well. And then in this battle scene and in this battle scene in Wakanda during Infinity War came another one of my favorite moments and another one that was just so fun to experience in the theater. And I think it has a little bit more significance now going back and watching this, knowing there will never be another Black Panther movie with Chadwick Boseman. And I remember after he passed, I rewatched you know, Black Panther, I rewatched Infinity War, and it was this scene specifically that just got me. Like, I would go back and watch this scene, and hearing his voice scream this line, and just what that scene represented, what that movie represented in the character, I felt it boiled down to this, you know, this saying, and now how different it's going to be as they continue to make movies in the Black Panther franchise, which I'm excited for. I'm excited to see how they carry on that story, but it just makes these scenes so much more impactful. And when T'Challa yelled this, fighting with the Wakandans, it still doesn't fail to get me hype. Wakanda forever! We'll move on now to the original MCU movie, which started it all back in 2008, and it is Iron Man, which I would probably put in my top five, maybe even top three Marvel movies of all time, because it was the success of that movie, largely due to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Tony Stark, that really carried the MCU all throughout that phase one. And some people kind of criticized it a little bit because they leaned so much on Iron Man and putting him in every single movie to kind of boost people's interest in it. But Robert Downey Jr. was just so great at playing that role. And Iron Man is such a great superhero. And that first movie is as close as you can get to a perfect Marvel movie. And I also just loved how it ended 
where he goes through all this and then waits till the very end of the movie to reveal this and you get a final cheer at the very end. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I've made, largely public. Truth is, I am Iron Man. I think it's that happened in 2008 and the moment I played earlier happened later in 2019. I don't know if that was the plan the entire time or at what point that became like, we have to do this. But that whole connection just makes me smile. And then the list wouldn't be complete without talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, which I know it came out just this past holiday season. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't think I'm going to really spoil anything here that you haven't seen on Marvel's Instagram or Spider-Man's Instagram. But just in case you don't want to know anything about it, just skip ahead a couple minutes now. And I won't get into all of them. I just want to talk about the one where I feel like the crowd in my movie theater and movie theaters across the world. So there were so many cheerable moments in this movie Everything from Daredevil appearing as his lawyer, which I guess you had to watch that Netflix show going into it to really be like me and maybe the five other people who cheered during that part. But I think the one without a doubt that everybody was anticipating and wondering whether or not it was going to be in the movie. And I've never experienced a crowd get so loud to the point to where that it wasn't until I rewatched this movie at home that I even knew what was said after this moment because everybody was just buzzing for at least, I don't know, a few minutes. And I think Marvel probably knew that was going to happen, so they didn't put anything pivotal there. But it's the moment wherever Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker comes through the portal. And I knew instantly by the look of the suit that this was actually happening. It wasn't just a rumor. But when he showed up, I'll say it. It was life changing for me. Is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Hey, Peter. Peter. Hey, Peter. Peter. Yeah. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that moment when he took off his mask really did it for me. And then when Tobey Maguire just kind of walks through nonchalantly in a very Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker way. Love that moment. But obviously, the other part where I don't know that I necessarily cheered, but I just got very excited and had this feeling of like, I can't believe this is happening is when all three Spider-Men swung together and instantly you knew that that was something you would never see again. But all right, that's all the main ones. I do have some honorable mentions here. Thor Ragnarok, I feel, is one of the most underrated Marvel movies because it's so fun. It has such great action. It also just has a very unique artistic style that set itself apart from not just the other Thor movies, but really any other Marvel movie. I love the playfulness of Thor Ragnarok with Thor and his relationship with the Hulk and Bruce Banner. And I got really excited whenever Thor gets really excited at seeing the Hulk. We know each other. 
He's a friend from work. And then the other movie I was going to talk about was Captain America Civil War, which I feel is the strongest of the Captain America movies. It almost feels like an Avengers Jr. in a way. But I think the moment we forgot that was really exciting for Marvel fans and it was whenever Spider-Man appeared for the first time in the MCU, which it was something that I had been waiting to happen for a very long time. And the reason it didn't happen for so long is because Sony owned the rights to Spider-Man, which Sony made all the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and then the Andrew Garfields. They had the rights to them and it wasn't until Disney acquired Marvel and they were finally able to work out a deal to allow them to include Spider-Man in the MCU and they decided to put him in Civil War. And that moment when you see Spider-Man for the very first time, he looks a lot different. It's more animated, a little bit more true to the cartoon. And he takes Captain America's shield with his web. I feel like everybody clapped in the theater when that happened. Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Wait, it's nothing. Mr. Stark, it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. Captain? Big fan of Spider-Man? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just... Hey, everyone. Good job. It's also just fun to listen back to, like, the early Tom Holland as Spider-Man and remembering how excited it was seeing them finally get Spider-Man right again, making him younger, making him a little bit more just excited at the whole idea of being a superhero and everything being kind of fresh and new to him. And while you have all these other characters who have gone through all this crap, he's just so fresh-faced and ready just to be there and be a part of them. And also how he sees them as like rock stars and sees them as, you know, these famous superheroes. And he's just a kid. So I hope you enjoyed that journey through some of the best cheerable moments in the Marvel Universe. If there are some you think I may have missed or other ones that are your favorite, just let me know. Send me an email, moviemikeD at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at MikeDistro. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all right let's talk about it dr strange into the multiverse of madness made a bunch of money over the weekend 
despite it having pretty low reviews for a Marvel movie, one of the lowest reviews, and I didn't look at anything before I went to see this movie. I didn't want any influence on the way it made me feel, how I felt it fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wanted to get that raw, fresh feeling to be able to do this podcast without any other influence. And I got that, didn't see any spoilers going into it, won't reveal any spoilers here, although I feel Marvel does, like I said before, kind of ruins their own movies because everything is so intertwined. But before I get into my full review of Doctor Strange until the Multiverse of Madness, here's just a little bit of the trailer. I sacrificed everything, and it meant nothing. Oh, Strange, what have you done? I never meant for this to happen. You cannot control everything. You brought this on yourself. You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. This doesn't seem fair. So going into any Marvel movie, I think the question I get the most is what other Marvel movies do I have to see to understand this one? At this point in the game, it's almost like you have to see everything and what Marvel does and what they're really banking in on is intertwining all of their stories. All the movies connect now, all the Disney Plus series connect now. I think a lot of that is due to Disney having this big plan for them and when everything kind of cross promotes itself, it's all intertwined, you make more money. And it also super serves the fans because when you're able to go into something and you reference to something else you watch, that's kind of Marvel's thing. And it was weird for me because I love everything Marvel puts out. Even their most mediocre movie is still so much better than pretty much anything you can go into watching at the movies. And that's why they just dominate with every single thing they put out. And when I get into why I didn't fully love this movie, I don't want to feel like the people who were fans of like the original Star Wars movies and now they criticize the newer ones because they aren't exactly what they grew up with. I am just looking at this of how it made me feel and how I think it all plays in together. So if you went in watching this, not have seen the original Doctor Strange, not watching WandaVision, not seeing Spider-Man No Way Home, and then you also have to see Avengers Infinity War and Endgame to fully get this movie. So it's a big investment. And I don't know what it would feel like for the casual fan who maybe just saw Doctor Strange and then went to see this movie or even just watched this movie. So I felt like that has a real big effect going into the story. If you're not already up to date on all those movies... Do you even care about these characters? Do you even know what's going on? And I don't really feel like these movies do a good job at being self-contained anymore. And that's hard for me to really go into a movie like this. And it's hard for me to go tell people like, hey, you should go watch the new Doctor Strange. It's an investment. And Sam Raimi is the director. He directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. He's also known for his horror movies like The Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Drag Me to Hell. And a lot of that came out in this movie, the horror elements that I think Marvel audiences weren't really expecting, you got glimpses of it. And there were some parts of this movie that I never expected to see in a Marvel movie, and I really enjoyed those parts because I love horror movies. Don't get me wrong, it's not a horror movie by any means. There's like maybe one jump scare to no going into it. But other than that, if you can handle even the most mild like Halloween story, I would say the horror elements are PG at that. I think it's just so jarring because 
We'd never really seen that before. And the only thing that really made me excited about this movie going into it was that it had a great lead in with Spider-Man No Way Home. And as it dives more into the multiverse, I just felt like the plot of this movie, I just didn't really love it. And maybe it's because it kind of felt like the same thing again. It's Doctor Strange. He cast a spell and there are repercussions from this spell that he has to try and fix. And that's essentially what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's essentially everything that happens with Doctor Strange's character. And I just don't get that hero aspect from Doctor Strange. He does things pretty recklessly. And it's not that the other superheroes haven't done that before. I felt like Iron Man was pretty reckless in the things he did. He was kind of just going off of his emotion and what he thought was right. And if you kind of judge some of those things, maybe he wasn't always in the right with the things he did, but it always felt heroic. He always saved the day and ended up being the hero that we all needed him to be. When it comes to Doctor Strange, he is a very self-centered character. He's an almost kind of annoying, pompous character. And I don't really get that same aspect of he's doing anything to save the world. It almost just feels like he's trying to repair his mistakes and really only caring about himself so maybe that's a weird critique of the character but it just doesn't really make you like him even though i like benedict cumberbatch and you can see in his performance that he really cares about the character but i just don't feel like the story here was really anything necessary and they kind of tried to tack on the love story with rachel mcadams and i just wasn't fully invested in it i was hoping with sam raimi's vision you know, he created a really great love story in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Like, that trilogy is essentially just a love story of Peter Parker wanting to have Mary Jane and not being able to live those both lives. And I know Sam Raimi is coming here on the sequel already. It's not like he had a whole vision for this. So I just felt like his vision wasn't fully committed to Maybe there were some overarching like Disney and Marvel pulling some strings of not letting him have complete creative control in this movie, which I get big corporation. They have to make sure everything keeps going according to plan. And if he ends up not doing another movie in this series, they have to move on. But there are some things I enjoyed. There was some great action sequences in this movie, even though some of the CGI felt a little bit off. It felt a little too artificial, which I know when you're creating a world like this, it's going to be like that. I love the introduction of America Chavez's character. And I think they made the wrong movie here. I think they should have focused on her character and maybe that's what they wanted to do. But I almost felt like it could have been an origin story of her character, but less people would have been interested in that. I felt like that was the movie I wanted to see because her character was really the best part of this. And then, of course, Wanda, who became one of my favorite Marvel characters after WandaVision. I felt she was always underrated in the Avengers movies, and that series really just brought her to life, and she is the villain in this. And there are just more things that I want to get into that I feel like are going to be spoilers, and I will talk about them fully in my spoiler review of Doctor Strange. But I'll just say it kind of connects with me not loving the plot, which I think is the ultimate reason I didn't get as much enjoyment out of this one as I was expecting. But nonetheless, it was still a fun ride. The first act of this movie felt a little bit nostalgic, which is weird because it felt like the first time I went to a movie theater 
and saw like a early 2010s phase one MCU movie. It had that kind of feel to it. And I really hadn't felt that in a while. And maybe I was a little bit too overcritical of it or, but I think it all just goes back to me not feeling the story because my wife saw this with me and she loved it. She thought it was one of the best Marvel movies she'd seen in a very long time. And she didn't really understand my critique. So I feel like she is a little bit more right on because she's a little bit more of a casual Marvel fan. She loves just the big fighting, the special effects, and the superhero element to it. She left really enjoying this movie. I think I just had higher expectations with the director attached to this and having a really great lead-in with Spider-Man No Way Home and also now having the multiverse at the forefront, which is so hot right now. And maybe it's also because I just watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I felt really outshines the multiverse element of this. And I don't want to jump on with all the critics kind of bashing this movie. I'm not coming from the same place. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I'd still defend this movie on its overall merit of being something exciting, being a spectacle, and I would still encourage you to go watch this movie and make that opinion for yourself. Because I still love how Marvel creates that unique experience that you really can't get anywhere else. And again, even their most mediocre movie is worth the ticket price. But for me personally, because of all those reasons, I would give this movie 3.5 out of 5 multiverses. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com now it's time for the part of the podcast where I break down a movie trailer of a film coming to you soon in theaters or streaming. This one's actually going to be streaming on a very unique place, but in a segment we call... It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. And today we're talking about a movie coming out on Roku Channel. It is called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. You have Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic. In a movie that I think is going to be pretty interesting because Weird Al is a famous parody artist who parodies all these pop songs, who's been around forever. 
And then you have Daniel Radcliffe, who is most famous for playing Harry Potter. But I feel now stepping into a whole different world outside of that. I feel like he's done a really good job at creating a distance from his role as Harry Potter, but also, you know, knowing that that's the role that brought him here, still, you know, giving a lot to those fans, but also at the same time wanting to do something completely different. So I think this is a very unique role for him and curious to see how this plays out. But here's just a little bit of weird, the Al Yankovic story trailer. Hope you guys are ready for this. A surgeon Cutting for the very first time Like a surgeon Anyone got an accordion? Like a surgeon So I think it's an interesting time to be making a Weird Al movie. I feel like young people probably really won't know who Weird Al is. So maybe you don't have any idea who Weird Al is. But Weird Al is mainly known for his parodies of songs where he pokes fun sometimes at the artists, where he pokes fun at pop culture. He became really famous in the 80s. So it's had a pretty big impact on pop culture, but also has the critical acclaim to back it up selling over 12 million albums, and also winning five Grammys. And at the height of his fame, back in 1989, he even wrote and starred in a movie called UHF. And he also had a TV show in the 90s called The Weird Al Show. And he is now actually one of the co-writers on this movie. So by watching the trailer, it gave me a little bit more of a glimpse of what this movie is going to look like. I gotta admit, little bit hesitant about it because it is on Roku channel, which I don't have a Roku. I have a Fire Stick, but it's basically like their own service. They have shows on there with ads, but now they have this original movie. So just finding this movie may be a little bit of a hurdle for some people, but you do have him as a co-writer. You have Daniel Radcliffe as the star, which he doesn't really look exactly like Weird Al. I think it's mostly from the costume and the wig where he kind of gets down the character. But I also don't think you have to look exactly like the person you're portraying. And maybe that's just the way I feel about it. But I feel like the actual actor and their abilities is a little bit more important. I feel like sometimes people just want to cast a person who looks identical or as close to the celebrity or famous person they are portraying. But I'd rather see somebody like Daniel Radcliffe who is passionate about it. He brings a star quality to the role. And I'd take him any day over some no-name actor who bears more of a resemblance to Weird Al. And then since Weird Al is famous for his parodies, this is also going to be a kind of parody of the biopic genre. It's described as a scripted mockumentary and you get a little bit of the feel of that from the trailer. So when it's being described like that, it kind of reminds me of Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which was a parody of all like the music biopics. I also get kind of a spinal tap feel from it. And then you have some other actors attached to it, like Rain Wilson and Evan Rachel Wood, who is playing Madonna in the movie. They started filming this movie back in February, and it's supposed to come out this fall. No official date is given. They just say fall 2022. So this is one I'm pretty curious about. And I think even if it turns out to be a bad movie or just not the movie we were expecting, at least it'll have a pretty good soundtrack. I think my favorite Weird Al songs 
would probably be his parody of Riding Dirty and it's White and Nerdy. They see me bowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Then it would probably be Amish Paradise as a parody of Gangsta's Paradise. And then my favorite one is probably Eat It. Don't you tell me you're full, just eat it, eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Have some more chicken, have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried, just eat it. So we'll at least have that soundtrack to look forward to this fall. And that has been... And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. Before I hop out of here, what I do every single episode is give my listener shout out of the week. You can get one of these by tagging me on your Instagram story, sending me an email, moviemikeD at gmail.com. And this week, I'm going over to my email and I got an email from Rob in Lebanon. Who wrote, hello, Movie Mike, love the podcast, and I am a faithful listener. I really enjoy listening to your recent top 10 lists from CinemaCon. I recently ran across the fun daily game for movie lovers that I thought maybe you should know about. It's called Framed. It's like the popular Wordle game, except still picks from movies, and you have to guess the movie title. I promise it's not spam, lol. Take care, Rob. Appreciate that email, Rob. And yes, I have seen Framed. I don't play it daily. Me and my wife play Hurdle a lot, which is the song version of that. That's one I have to play every single day. But maybe I'll get back on the frame train. So thanks for that email. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And until next time, go out and watch good movies. Later. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.